Hey everyone, my name is Chris Bybee. I'm the worship director here at Willamette Community Church. We're so glad that you would meet with us here today. Please take a moment and share this video across social media so that we can spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. I cannot wait until we can gather again together corporately to worship, but I'm thankful that we have a living God that we can worship right where we are. Before we get into God's word today, let's go ahead and hear a message from our children's ministry director, Amy Withy. Kids, Miss Amy here. I don't know about you, but I've missed seeing each other face to face, but I am so excited that we can still see each other online. I just wanted to take this moment to encourage your mom and dad to download the Lifeway Kids app. It's available on all devices, and it's a great way for us to continue going through the lessons together. There's coloring sheets, there's scripture. It's a great resource to continue church at home. And if you are still going through the prayer prompts for Lent, this Sunday we are going to be praying for kids with sick moms or dads, and I think we can also include grandparents, aunts, uncles, and everyone we know in that, especially right now. It's very important. I look forward to seeing you again. Have a great day. Thanks, Amy. Today we're going to dive into the book of Luke chapter 19 as we learn about the lasting peace that Jesus Christ offers. Hello, church family. It's good to be with you again. Got Cyrus Retman with me here. Good to be with you. Glad to be here. It's exciting to spend time with you in God's word with God's people. We're going to have a great time today. Well, we had another wild week in our world And so I'm glad that you're here, that we could look into God's Word, because it is on Jesus Christ that we build our lives, and so I'm glad that you're with us. Today, Cyrus and I want to share some words with you, and the point we want to tell you today is that there is no peace apart from Jesus. Amen. That's where we're going today. There is no peace apart from Jesus. So let me open in a word of prayer, and then we'll get into God's Word. Father in heaven... We thank you for this time. We thank you for this technology. And though we can't be with our church family in regular ways, uh, we can be together. And so guide our time together today. We love you. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, today we want to look in Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19, as you're turning in your Bibles there, let me give you the quick context. This is five days before Jesus is going to be crucified. Five days before he's going to the cross, and what I'd like you to start doing is imagining what Jesus might be feeling, what some of his emotions are. Five days before torture, five days before taking on the sins of the world. And as I started thinking about Jesus going to the cross, I thought, I imagine he's he's processing fear. This is going to be physically demanding, excruciating. Last week we talked about how fear could either lead us to be anxious or it could cause us to make the wisest decision in in following God, trusting in God. And we're going to see today that Jesus also struggles with sadness as he's headed to the cross. So I started thinking about some emotions I've had over the last week. I want you to share some of yours here in a minute, Cyrus. One emotion that came up this past week was anger. I went to Winco early in the morning and I saw somebody leaving the store and and the grocery cart was filled with toilet paper and that's all I could see the hat in there and right away I got a little angry like, man, you're coming here early to steal my toilet paper and and, uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking and and immediately the Lord just said, wait a second, back down big guy, Um, you, you, you might buy some of that too. 
And so I get into the store and just seeing people there early in the morning and, and they're filling their carts with toilet paper. And a kind of a sadness came upon me and, and even a fear like, I better get some for myself. And so I know I've been processing my own emotions, realizing that fear could either cause me to be anxious about pain and loss or fear could lead me to making the wisest choice in trusting Jesus. What are some emotions you've been feeling in the last week? I, too, have felt the toilet paper emotions. Yeah. yeah, I went to Costco, and I saw people with toilet paper, and I thought, I better get in there fast. What if they're all gone? And they weren't. And, and so that fear passed, and so that was nice. However, I, I began to realize that there are a lot of other emotions I'm feeling. Mm. Um, for a while, I thought I was just struggling with sadness, and I realized it's probably more like grief. The, the grief of losing relationships and yeah. the grief of not being able to spend time with people I normally see. And, um, and even the thought of wanting to get together with people, but thinking maybe I shouldn't. And so I think there are a lot of emotions that I'm still going to be figuring out in the days and weeks to come. Yeah. That's why messages like this, as we wrestle with who Jesus was and, and how he responded to life, is, is so helpful for me. Let's look at the passage, Luke chapter 19, verse 41 is where we'll start. Now remember, the cross is coming up five days from now, and this is what we read, verse 41. When Jesus drew near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace. So right away I noticed that it says Jesus wept. I mean, he... He's crying. I was thinking back at times I've cried recently. You're not much of a crier, are you? I'm not, no. You told me uh, last week, I think, that... Yeah, the last time I cried um, was when my grandmother died. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking about other times, and I don't know if I have. I mean, all of my children being born, I think hmm. uh, I was excited, but I think once since I've been married, yeah. and I've been married uh, for about 16 years. Wow. And I'm a crybaby. I weep a lot. So I understand what, uh, this emotion here. But Jesus wept over these people. He wept over, these, uh, over this city. Now let's go back to verse 37 real quickly and see what's going on here. Verse uh, 37, it says, Jesus was drawing near the city, already on the way down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice, for all the mighty works that they had seen. Now this is what we will call Palm Sunday. This is the triumphal entry. The king's coming in on a Sunday morning. Everybody's cheering him. And they're saying in verse 38, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And so on this Palm Sunday, this triumphal entry, people are going crazy for Jesus. This is good times. And then in verse 41, we see that he wept over this city. Yeah, that's not something you would expect. You, you would think if, if Jesus has just been celebrated, right? They said, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. You would think he would be excited. Maybe they would finally recognize who he really is. Mm-hmm. But in reality, Jesus knows their heart. He knows that what they are desiring is really not what he's offering, at least not right now. 
He wants to do a great work of transformation and, and deal with spiritual issues, yet their hope is for worldly issues. They want to be taken care of. They want their circumstances to change. They're really not interested in a spiritual transformation. Yeah. And we're going to consider that there's no peace apart from Jesus. And I, this is one of the reasons Jesus is weeping. He's like, they aren't getting this. There's no peace apart from relationship with me, rightly related to me, and they're getting this wrong. So let me ask you, when do you feel uh, at peace? When do you feel the most peaceful? It's a good question. Frankly, I'd like all of our church family to think about that. When do we feel the most peaceful? I mean, I think on a Sunday afternoon when I've given the message and and it went well, um, and I get to lay down, and maybe I've had a good lunch, and then I get to go to sleep. That, that those are peaceful times. When there, I, I, I'm a person who likes peace. So when there's, uh, when I'm not fighting with people, when people aren't mad at me, um, those are some times that I, I feel at peace. But is it real peace? Yeah, that's a great question. I think when I feel at peace is when I have uh, enough. Right? When, I, when I've had enough food, when I have accomplished enough, uh, when I feel like I'm right with people, right? So uh, my appetite is satisfied, my approval is satisfied, my ambition is satisfied, then for that moment I kind of feel like I'm at peace. Uh, but that's just because uh, my world is just the way I want it, Yeah. right? So if we're saying there's no peace apart from Jesus, the peace that we're kind of talking about maybe isn't real peace. I don't think so. I don't think it's the peace that Jesus says, had you known on this day the things that make for peace. So maybe you and I and our church family were like the Israelites here saying, oh, peace from heaven. peace." But they're just talking about bad governments getting fixed and something new is coming in. And as they're missing it, we're missing it. Yeah, absolutely. In reality, I feel a lot of that right now mm. as, my, as my kids are at home, mm. right? As um, we aren't able to go and spend time places like we wanted to, the peace I'm accustomed to, it's harder and harder to find. My routine, my mm. kingdom that I have so carefully built over the years is, is not what it once was. Mm. Yeah, the enemy would want us uh, to have fear. We talked about that last week. Would want to shake our peace. Would want to shake our world. And, and so I'm making a list of, okay, the virus is uh, creating some lack of peace. Scare tactics that we might hear from the media, that would uh, create a lack of peace. The stock market struggling, that'd be a lack of peace. Schools closing or being pushed back to the end of April, that that causes a lack of peace. And as I was thinking about this, I thought, actually, the shaking of my world is God's opportunity to shape my world. Ooh, say that again. Say that again. Yeah, the, the shaking of my world, which the world would do that. The enemy would want to try to do that. The shaking of my world is really God's opportunity to shape my world. This is development, right? I like that. That's exactly the kind of message I think we need to hear because the gospel does not say 
problems will go away, mm. right? Uh, what Jesus accomplished does not say that it's going to be um, gumdrops and lollipops from here on out. Instead, it's how to proceed with life in a way that makes sense because of what Christ has done. Yeah, yeah. So let's go back to verse 41. When Jesus drew near and saw the city, he wept over it. He wept over it. They're not getting it. Uh, they're, they're all excited, King Jesus, but he understands they're, they're not talking about the right type of king. They just want a better government. They just want a leader uh, that would meet their needs and make them more comfortable. And he weeps over the fact that they're not getting it. So when Jesus then says, would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace, I'm left with that question. What brings peace? What's going to bring peace in our lives? Yeah, and I I think that we have to consider that question as well. What brings peace? Is it just the absence of conflict? No. Um, Is it just, well, when the stock market gets better, then there will be peace? No. Uh, when everybody's virus-free and no, what's bringing peace is the question. I think we have to look at a couple things. One, Jesus paid to bring peace. And so when he's weeping over this, if you only knew what brought peace, the idea is you don't know that I'm bringing it, but I'm bringing it through my death, through my triumph over sin and death. Uh, I think of a passage in Isaiah chapter 53. It says, by his wounds we are made, we are healed. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And he's weeping. He's like, you don't understand. You don't understand. I'm going to bring peace, but I'm going to take on the punishment that you deserve. So what brings peace? Oh, we could think a lot of comfort things. You know, when I've had enough to eat, when I've had enough rest, but... Well, one of the answers is Jesus brought the peace. He, the cross behind us, this is a picture of where peace was, was purchased. I love that. Jesus, he was the one that was paying the price for sin. Um, you mentioned Isaiah. Uh, I found it. Isaiah 53, 5. But he was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement or uh, the, the discipline that he endured upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. Yeah. So the thing that brings peace is first and foremost, Jesus's death, burial yeah. and resurrection. But that's not all, right? That's not, that's he, not. he didn't just stop there. Our God being a good God then allowed the Holy Spirit to come. And that's exactly what Jesus asked for. He said, Uh, Father, send the Holy Spirit so that they would have a comforter Mm. uh, and so that they would have the Holy Spirit's presence within them. And so not only does Jesus pay the price for sin, but the Holy Spirit produces peace within. So Jesus pays, the Spirit produces. Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's good. Galatians 5, verse 22, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, Mm. patience. 
And how does the Spirit produce peace within us? The Holy Spirit is producing peace within us when we are walking with Him. When our mind is focused on the accomplishments of Christ. When we are trusting Him. In Galatians 5.16, Paul pleads with us, and, and I would plead with you as I need people to plead with me. Walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh because our flesh craves security and safety. It craves more, right? The flesh says you need more. You don't have enough. Instead, we need the Holy Spirit to remind us we have enough in Christ. He is the one that paid the price for sin, and now the Holy, Holy Spirit wants to produce that peace yeah. within I was reminded of John chapter 14. I'm going to turn there real quickly. And again, this is right before Jesus goes to the cross. In John chapter 14, he says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Trust in me. Trust in me. And then in that chapter, he says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. So the world gives you this, okay, the stock market's good for a while. The world gives, okay, the schools are back in session for a while, and we hope that's sooner than later. The world gives us, uh, hey, everybody's free from a virus. But Jesus says, no, 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 my peace, my shalom, my wholeness, I'm putting things together. I'm, I'm making it so that you could be rightly related to God. I'm giving that to you. And then in chapter 16, and this is all around the same time Jesus says this in chapter 16, verse 33. He said, I've told you these things about the Holy Spirit. He's coming and he's going to produce this peace in you. And I've told you about hope. And, and I've told you all these things so that in me you may have peace. And I think here's the key. Where does the peace come from? It's not going to come from our government. Uh, pray for our government. Pray for our leaders. But the peace isn't going to come from them. The peace isn't going to come from our technology that makes it so that we can reach out to you. The peace is coming from Jesus. I've told you these things so that in me, he says, you may have peace. He said, in fact, in this world, you're going to have trouble and tribulation. But take heart, I've overcome the world. So in me, you will have peace. And this is where it comes from. This is why uh, there is hope. There is no peace apart from Jesus. Yeah, Jesus says it so well. Do we listen? Are we really hearing? There is no peace apart from Jesus. You know, sometimes I think of my world kind of like this Jenga game mm. where um, if I just put all the pieces where I want them, then it'll be much more stable. And then circumstances come and they change things. And I'm reminded that that is actually not really how we're going to accomplish peace. So in Ephesians chapter 2, this wonderful passage where we are where reminded. Is this? Ephesians chapter 2. Okay. We, see, we see Jesus being, his, his work on the cross, his death, burial, and resurrection being explained by the Apostle Paul. And Paul reminds hmm. the Ephesian Christians that they were dead in their sins and their trespasses. They were uh, rebelling against God. They had offended God. And yet God was rich in mercy, it says in verse 4, because of the great love with which he loved us. Right? He loved us first. And so even though we were dead in our trespasses, 
He made it possible that we could be made alive together in Christ by grace through faith. And so this good news of trusting in Jesus, paying the price for sin, Jesus accomplished this. And so through trusting in him, we can have that salvation. So after Paul explains this, he goes on to say, now Jesus Christ, who you were once far off from, he has brought you near by the blood of Christ. Verse 14, for he himself, Jesus, is our peace. There is no peace apart from Jesus. You and I, we can try to put things just in the right place, but they will fail us. The, the things of this world, the things that uh, we have been offered, all of the, the way that advertising has told us that this will make our life better, the good news that they share with us, it actually is just a failure. Yeah. It's actually just going to come just crumbling down. It's gone. It's all gone. And what's left is the solid rock. What's left is Jesus. No, part, no peace. No peace apart from Jesus. None. Well, let me do a little recap of this. Peace. So what is it? It is this shalom, this wholeness of God putting us back together in a right relationship with God. He is doing that. He has paid. Jesus has paid. The Spirit is producing this. He himself is our peace, and there is no peace apart from Jesus. And, and, and the temptation for us is going to try to, be, to build something up, and we're, we're finding out right now that it is coming down. It's, it's crashing in many ways. And I think we're all getting to the point where we're saying there is no peace apart from Jesus. So let's talk about some application. Yeah, so too. how do we live this out? Yeah, yeah. What are we going to do with this? This wonderful truth. Well, we've got a little uh, acronym for you. Tell. We want you to tell others. This is how we're going to apply this message this week about peace. When Jesus says, oh, I wish you knew what would bring you peace, tell others. And the first one is this. T, trust Jesus. Trust him. This is what Jesus said to his disciples. He said, trust me in this time. Don't trust in all these things that are frail. Don't trust in the world systems. That's all going to crash. Trust me. The temptation is, ah, trust Jesus. And so my brothers and sisters, this is something I need to tell myself over and over. Trust Jesus. Trust Jesus. Because I have a propensity to freak out and fear. Trust Jesus. Trust Jesus. And that trust, of course, we're not saying be foolish, right? Mm -hmm. We're not saying disregard what the government is asking us to do. We're not saying be prepared but we're, what we're saying is don't be selfish and don't put your hope in the things that uh, you might want to draw near to. Instead, draw near to him. So T, tr- trust, trust. But E is encourage others. Remind them of this truth. We all need to hear this. We all need to tell one another that there is no peace apart from Jesus. We must encourage each other. So that's the T, trust and E, encourage. Tell them. Tell one another there is no peace apart from Jesus. We're going to need this. Every, one, every once in a while, I, I need to hear it from you. You need to yeah. hear it from me. We need to hear it from each other where we're saying trust in Jesus. We have to encourage each other. Keep trusting in Jesus. Keep trusting in Jesus. Yeah. So, T, 
Trust. E, encourage one another. L, look for Mm. opportunities. Uh, It may seem like there are a lot of obstacles out there right now, but don't see these obstacles as as a, a, a burden or a problem. Instead, recognize that you are not just shaken, but you are being shaped, right? Uh, look for opportunities instead of obstacles. So, T, trust that when Jesus says that he is the one that, that provides peace and that it's only through him that you're going to experience peace with the Heavenly Father, you have to trust him when he says that, and then you have to encourage others of the same, and then you look for opportunities to live this out. Don't look at the obstacles as being um, burdens, but recognize, oh, this is an opportunity for God's development and shaping in my life. Yeah, I've liked that when you've told me that. Look for opportunities, not obstacles. Boy, it's so easy to go on the internet, the TV, and see all the obstacles, but no, this is opportunities. And I know even for myself, it's been who around me would need the truth of Jesus. And so I, I just want to encourage you, the E in that, to look, because there are a lot of people around us that are looking for the hope that we have. Yeah, earlier I mentioned being uh, saddened. Mm-hmm. I was dealing with grief because of all the relationships and the normal things. And, and God revealed to me that, yes, things are changing for a season, but this actually provides lots of opportunities to do something different. This is uh, reminding us that God works in a lot of different ways, not just the the ways we've grown comfortable with. Yeah, good, good. And then let's finish with the last L, and that is to love. The greatest command is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. We're called to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. We're called to love our enemies, which, frankly, if you're being confined in the house with your family, it might feel like the family is the enemies. But the seriousness is we're called to love, to love. And we love God because he first loved us. We love because Jesus, even though we didn't get it, even when he wept over us and said, they're not getting us, getting it, he went to the cross on our behalf. And so there's this great command and challenge for us to love. And so I I hope that you'd look around and see those that need Jesus and see those that we know you love, even though you're getting annoyed with them and love and love and love because God first loved us. And so we want you to tell others this good news this week. Tell it to yourself, but certainly tell others that there is no peace apart from Jesus. No peace apart from Jesus. And so as you're going through life, and wait a second, ah, these things of the world were never meant to bring us peace. They're good to enjoy, but they were never meant to bring peace. Jesus was meant to bring this peace. And so it is our hope and our desire that you would trust him. Maybe today it's for the very first time. For some of you who are Jesus followers, keep trusting. Encourage one another to keep trusting. When it gets difficult, keep trusting. And as you look for those opportunities, God's going to show you how you can love him and love others along the way. So it's been good to be with you today. It's good to be with you today, keeping our social distance. We're not even touching. How good is that? Close, but not too close. And so we're glad that you could be with us. Would you join us as we close in prayer? God, we thank you for this time today. Thank you for this technology that we could do this. Thank you for Jesus being the hero who went to the cross on our behalf. 
And the people didn't get it. And the reality is we don't get it either. But we will trust you. We will turn to you. Help us to encourage others with this truth that there's no peace apart from you. Help us to look for opportunities and help us to love you and love others. Mm -hmm. We commit all this to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for meeting with us today. Please take a moment and subscribe to our channel and share this video. Join us again next week as we go closer to God and help others along the way. Thank you.